Welcome back to Happified. I am so excited to be joining you today from the Potatorium. I am here at the fantastic event Potapalooza where I get to meet extraordinary people making change in the world like Siobhan Cunningham who serves women veteran entrepreneurs and their allies and supports them in making the change that they need to bring in. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Bon, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Susie, for having me. I'm such a pleasure to be here. And I would love to hear a little bit about, as I shared with you right before we hopped on the air, I am a, I try to be the best advocate I can be for veterans and people in the service. My dad was in the Navy. My brother was in the Army for 18 and a half years, which, you know, there's always a story in everyone's service career. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about you. What is your story with the service and why is this important to you? Yeah, Susie, I, I myself am also a military brat. My dad was in the Army. <laughs> and so I grew up being around military folks and there's something different about once you're in and getting that inside information. So what happened was I'm a social worker. I've been a social worker since high school. Um, and I, it's mainly because I love to help and connect people with resources. And so I joined, I ended up joining the Air Force as a social work officer. And I it was a tough time for me because I'm someone who's really rooted in certainty and planning. And while you think that the, the military is like very certain, it is in a lot of aspects, but there's a lot of things that you don't have control over. Um, and so I had a hard time because I was used to being, I joined in my third, I joined at 30. So I was used to having my own freedom, making choices, making quick moves. And in the military, you just don't have that <laughs> unless it's on someone else's time. And I had a hard time adjusting with that. So when I got out of the military, I went to go work with veterans and I was in a inpatient treatment program that I was, I was doing therapy for. And I noticed that the women veterans still were not speaking up and really taking charge of their treatment. And I had to think it was the environment. And so a lot of times 
the men in inpatient treatment have the spotlight, they are more vocal, and a lot of times the women don't have that same opportunity for their own reasons. It's not like bullying or anything. It's just a back burner situation. Right. Somewhat systemic, we might say. We yes. you know, in many cases were raised to be accommodating, non-challenging or threatening, right? The female role traditionally has not been one to advocate for ourselves. And certainly coming right. out of the military, that's not a space where, you know, the squeaky wheel gets rewarded. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so I noticed that and I was like, women, veterans deserve better. We need to do more. And I'm, I think that's why I joined the military was so I could have this experience because I have inside knowledge on people sitting in my therapy chair, not only saying the same things that the people were saying in the, in, in the inpatient program, but also that I was experiencing at the time I was in the military and trying to help them when I'm like, dang, that's happening to me too. So <laughs> that's how I started doing what I do, which is to advocate and, and let people know that there's a lot of things about women veterans that don't fit into the veteran um, vision that we have and to help spread the awareness that women veterans are resourceful, they're resilient, they a lot of times don't identify as veterans. So there's 2 million, about 2 million women veterans. Um, but so that's like one in 65 women. So there's a very likelihood that you know some veterans who don't talk about their experience, some women veterans who don't talk about their experience. And so that's my message um, with the mm -hmm. allyship. <laughs> Truly. And I think that's so interesting, too. And you're making me think of another thing that I've become aware of um, through the little, little bit of social support I've been able to offer veterans through programs here in the San Diego area. I mean, there's a lot going on in San Diego when it comes yes. to military. Um, yeah. Uh, but your point that um, female veterans don't typically ask for help or perhaps fully utilize their resources. And my, my dad, and after his retirement, he worked with Employer Supportive Garden Reserve, which is really essential because if you're in any of those garden reserve arrangements, you have to get time away from work. And employers don't always make that easy. And um, he pointed out to me this kind of common thread where veterans are reluctant to take advantage of the services that are there to support them. Perhaps mm -hmm. because, you know, education and awareness isn't where we need it to be. They certainly need all the resources that we can give them and more. But also because there's a point of, you know, I don't really need it. Somebody else needs it more than me. If there's not enough to go around, let me make space for the people who do. And, and that kind of selflessness, again, I mean, it is people who are in the service, right? These are service-driven individuals. And, mm -hmm. and how do you help women in particular um, see that they deserve these resources, that, that they do need to speak up for themselves and take advantage, you know, really leverage what's available? Yeah, so I address it in sort of three ways. One with my mental health background. Um, I like to do check-ins and see how people are just taught how they're managing their situation. So a lot of times women, when they get out, they find a job and 
don't understand why they're so miserable at their job. Usually it's because um, there's not really a purpose behind Mm. that job. There's not anything to help them work towards. So for instance, in the military, you have to make rank. If you don't make rank, then you get out of the service. Um, and, And so there are people pushing and supporting and expecting you to do more so you can make your next rank. But in the civilian world, a lot of people just kind of stick to what they're doing. And if they don't know the right ways to talk to their corporate boss and their corporate chain of command or corporate ladder, then it can be a problem and they can become stuck And again, like you said, we are people who want to get stuff done. And so a lot of times what I did, I rage quit like three jobs before I realized that I needed to just do my own thing. I might Um, might understand exactly what you're talking about. I have some rage quits in my past too. (laughs) Yes. And I thought something was wrong with me. I was like, why am I getting so angry at all these people? (laughs) Why can't I find a job that works for me? (laughs) Right. Um, And I realized it wasn't, yeah, a lot of it had to do with things that I had been programmed. I was only in the military for four years and I joined at 30, but I had been programmed in that short time to function a certain way. And so um, that, those, Mm -hmm. those are things that I like to help women understand is that this is an actual transition. You are different. The world is different. How do we figure out what we want our civilian life to look like? And then also with that, if they're starting a business or want to join in corporate, I like to create a community and connect. So I have connections with other business people who aren't military, who are trustworthy and understand the the mission of what I do and are willing to help others, women veterans start their business or excel in their corporate jobs. And then personally, I also really enjoy storytelling as a method of healing. And so I like to teach, I, I healed a lot by writing in anthologies. So I've now written in three. And um, so I've started collecting people who would be interested in participating in anthologies and then subsequently practice building their brand through that story. Yes. Oh, I think it's so important because so many people don't recognize or acknowledge that their story history, her story is so important, right? And so what a powerful way to to connect that to the business that you're building or the career that you're looking to step into, you know, to acknowledge where we've come from and what we bring to the table because of that. It is truly unique and so, so important. So I love that. We're definitely going to share that information you. or your information in the show notes, but can you tell us a website or easy point of access, maybe on LinkedIn where folks can find you? Yes, LinkedIn, it's Siobhan Deanne. So my name's spelled the Irish way. Actually, my name is very Gaelic because my husband is Irish too, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
So <laughs> Siobhan Cunningham, I'm very, very few black Siobhan Cunninghams exist <laughs> in the world. And <laughs> also you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Siobhan Deanne, uh, D-E-A-N-N. Awesome. Beautiful. And we'll have those links in the show notes too. And um, I I think it's really terrific because I, I, I'm coming back to what you were saying about, you know, in the military, it's a very, very clearly defined path. You know exactly what the next target is, what the next goal is that you're working towards. It's the rank or it's the this or, you know, this next evaluation, we're going to be addressing these, right? Check in these boxes. And, um, and I do feel even myself not having been in the military but having different careers and building my own business it is really hard to get clear on a path or program a system like how can i get clear on what makes sense next for me so i love that that's part of the conversation that you're bringing to the people you're working with to help them because it's a big shift to create our own new system goals priorities when we're used to having that assigned to us Absolutely. Absolutely. Or um, being told no, and then just having to deal with it. When in the real world, (laughs) you find a way, right? So if Mm -hmm. I applied for a special assignment in the military and didn't get it, it's like, okay, so tell me what else I need to do. Tell me what what you want me to do. Since I can't do what I want to do, that's fine. But in the civilian world, in the real world, it's like you can make your own way. You can find a way to do what you want to do. But it's good to have a clear vision of what that is. And that's the thing you have to create on your own that we kind of lose that muscle, you know. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, we haven't developed that muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a little support to get there. A little cheerleading goes a long way too. That's why I love yeah. the way that you're positioning yourself to be that point of support and resources and real connection place. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I realized I could help with a lot of things, but I had to figure out how am I going to focus on because again I as my social work career is very diverse so it's like I could do therapy I could run a hospital I could do x y and z but ultimately I had to figure out what do I really want to do who do I really want to work with and what's going to help me have the lifestyle of taking care because I I was single in the military I got out got married have two kids under two (laughs) in like a very short time period. So I had to really reevaluate everything about my life (laughs) because it wasn't just now I'm a veteran. It was now I'm a veteran. Now I can't find a job that doesn't piss me off. Now I have a husband to think about. Now I'm pregnant. (laughs) Like it just kept like things just kept happening that like, altered my entire way of living and within that I'm still trying to figure out okay how am I going to make money (laughs) 
right? Right? How do we how do we get that green energy flowing? And and there and it is always evolving. I think that's a really important thing to recognize too. You know, certainly in in the conversations that I have with people about stress, they're like, "Okay, so we take care of it and that's it." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. It's never about the destination. It's always about the journey." Like, don't ever think you're going to get there and you're going to sit back and relax because that's not what we get to aim for sadly or not the adventure is in coming back exactly. to it daily letting it evolve and accommodate what else life brings us like you say i mean you probably couldn't have pictured a five-year plan that would take you from where you were to where you find oh. yourself right oh. and yet you know and and my hat is always off to to the mamas you just take it on find a way keep stepping forward you know fitting in what's important and i do think it is important and again, that's why I love your advocacy to um, learn how to put ourselves first. I think particularly for veterans and then certainly for women, you know, those two groups. But then when you combine them into a, a focus group, um, it's hard to put ourselves first. We're used to taking care of everyone else. It's easy for us to make accommodations and do what other people ask us to, but then we find ourselves not on our own schedule, right? Not doing the little things that help keep us on track. Is that something that, uh, do you yes. have any tips there for <laughs> folks? How do you away? mean? Uh, so being a parent, a new parent of two, who both of them are crying right now, like literally, no, out. it's fine though. But again, from someone who liked to be very orderly and certain about like what we're doing, what, what my schedule is like, how I'm doing this. I had to let go of some of that perfection, some of that order and just exist in the chaos. Right. Mm. And so like I knew this is something that I had to do you know and I know if my kids are crying they're breathing <laughs> good tip mama come back to that they're they're okay they're still breathing yeah <laughs> be okay for one more minute <laughs> yes and so but that is it. it so for me it's the kiddos but for someone else it could be I'm used to having x amount of money in the bank and now I'm not I'm used to achieving my goals and now I'm not and it's understanding that you're different your situation is different and this is an adjustment it really is it isn't just the transition of walking across a bridge from like I was active duty to now I'm not it really is a, a transition of understanding yourself and where you fit in this new space that you're in in this new world that you're in Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And giving ourselves grace while we let that all take shape. Lots of grace. And you can cry, you can feel bad, but get over it, you know, like keep on moving forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Thank you so much. I want to I want to let you relieve those little kiddos that have been so patient with us. I'm glad I caught you during their nap time to start out with. <laughs> so much Susie I appreciate oh. your patience <laughs> it has been a treat I'm so glad that we were connected and I look forward to staying connected please keep us posted over here in the Happified yeah. community on anything you have coming up and um, I'll definitely have those links in the show notes anybody who wants to connect with Siobhan and learn how they can get support or they can help and be advocates and allies for our ladies our women coming out of the service and how we can keep making good change in the world
Thank you so much. And I'm glad to be a part of the Happy Five community. Yes, <laughs> welcome. Take good care of yourself. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.